feels good to be a gangster. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking hey. What's happening, baby? It's popping. So, lots of food news this week, so let's get to it. I think Facebook is getting the algorithm now because, uh, all of a sudden, I see a lot of food news throughout the week of brand new items. Uh, probably. So, first thing I saw this week is Pillsbury, who, you know, they have the cookie dough, they have the chocolate chip, sugar cookie, yep. gingerbread, all that stuff. They're coming out with a loaf of dough for banana bread. Okay. And I, it's going to be in one of those rolls that yep. are kind of tied off in the end. They're going to sell it how, uh, in the store. How have they not done this before? Because I feel like that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I love banana bread. Do you like so banana I, bread? I love, I love banana I, bread. Do you love it with uh, nuts or no nuts? No nuts, uh, butter on it. I I go uh, chocolate chip banana bread and with cream cheese. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's coming I, out. I don't like uh, I don't like nuts in my desserts or anything that I like I, to have I don't, Like I hate nuts I and brownies, either. all that shit. Yeah. No homo. And the second thing I saw, uh, Lay's. They always come up with these limited edition flavors every once in a while. Um, well, for the kettle cooked brand, which is the kind that's kind of crunchy, it's crunchier chip cooked in a kettle. They're coming out with a Lay's kettle cooked Ruffles all dress. Have you ever had the Russell Ruffles all dress before? Yeah, really good. It has pretty much every flavor. It, it of almost chip just tastes combined. like yeah, it just tastes like barbecue with a heightened sense to me. Like yep. it's just very barbecue similar. Yep. Well, I know uh, Humpty. I think Humpty Dumpty that does that. I know, I know one of them does. Yeah, it's um, Humpty Dumpty. It's a Canadian thing. So, uh, Ruffles, all dressed, they're going to do a limited edition Lay's kettle-cooked version of that. So, I'd like to try that. Uh, it's going to be sweet, tangy, uh, savory. So, I think that'll be good. Uh, the other thing that I saw, Wendy's is taste-testing three new Frosty Sundays. Um, I don't know if it's going nationwide. There's been no... Um, there's been no information as far as that's concerned um but they're going to be a marshmallow charms like a lucky charms frosty sundae a strawberry frosty sundae with a strawberry like sauce on it and a chocolate lovers frosty sundae with a chocolate frosty looks like oreos whipped cream and a, and a fudge or a chocolate syrup with some sort on top i don't know that uh, lucky charms one sounds disgusting uh lucky well, charms actually if it's only the is it only the marshmallows from the Lucky Charms? Yep, just the marshmallows. Okay, then it would be fine. Because that's the uh, only part of Lucky Charms are like. And caramel and whipped cream. Yep, so yeah, yep. I mean, they, they are, I mean, Sundays are good. What can you say? Your fatty loves Sundays, so. 
Um, yeah, but Wendy's. We'll see if that ever comes out nationwide. You know the M&M Minis came out in the 90s. Uh, little tubes yep. of M&Ms. Been around for a while. Well, they're coming out with an peanut butter flavored M&M Minis. As well, and for the very first time, Skittles is coming out with Skittle Littles. Going to be coming out in little tubes as well. Little mini Skittles. Um, I don't know. Skittles are okay. When I was a kid, I, I liked Skittles. them. Uh, they're okay. Uh, they're sweet, but uh, as like I said, as a kid, I liked them. Um, maybe the little mini ones I might like too. I don't know. Try them for the podcast. I'm sure they taste like Skittles. Um, Snickers. Everybody loves Snickers bar, except for the nuts. I, I'm not a huge... I love Milky Way more than Snickers. But they are coming out with a butterscotch scoop Snicker bar. It's going to be butterscotch, uh, butter, butterscotch nougat, but like a butterscotch ice cream kind of flavored nougat. With the uh, with the caramel and the uh, and the nuts and the chocolate covered like a Snickers, uh, if I find that, I will also try that as well. A couple of years ago, I think it was 2020, Little Caesars had a limited edition pineapple flavored Pepsi, um, only sold in their stores, and they're bringing it back again. It's a pineapple flavored Pepsi, only sold in Little Caesars, uh, releasing sometime this summer. We don't have any Little Caesars around us; they all closed down. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not a big fan of pineapple anyway, so I'm not sure if I would like that particular flavor. I love flavor. pineapple, but fucking enough with the shit, Pepsi. Yeah. yeah enough get with, with it. the shit. And I see that you added yes. Wild Bill Soda, which I've never tried. Yes. I, I've always wanted to. Yes. It's my favorite brand of soda. It's expensive as fuck, though. I but uh, They have these awesome mugs. That's I got cool. like six of them. Because I usually what I do is I'll just buy the mug because they have a uh, deal where if you buy a mug, you get a free 12-pack of soda. So nice. it ends up being more than a 12-pack of soda, but they're sort of expensive anyway. So it's like an extra 20 bucks or whatever. You get the mug, and they're double insulated. Keeps your drinks cold for, like, fucking hours. Nice. Anyways, they're releasing also the Rocket Pop flavor oh, nice. of soda. Um, the other one was, what, Mountain Dew? That's doing so. it. Yep. Uh, which I believe would probably be way too sweet. So I might actually order a 12-pack of this because I need I want a new mug anyways. And uh, maybe try it back-to-back with the Mountain Dews. Um, Wild Bill's their uh, ginger ale is my favorite ginger ale of all time. has a real nice ginger like taste to it. Their root beer is incredible. makes a great root beer float. Um, overall, the company is really good. And uh, it's just expensive. It's, it's craft soda. Um, yeah. But it's a good company, so I'd probably want to try this out sometime. I will be trying this soon as well because I want to try not just that flavor but all the flavors. So yeah, they have, they have a good, they have a couple variety packs you can get. They sell like sarsaparilla and stuff like that too. Nice, not just like typical flavors. So yeah, their black cherry is what got me hooked on them. Their black cherry is like you've had the IBC black cherry, I'm assuming. Yes, yep. it's like that, but ten times better. It is nice. incredible. It's really good. So, so uh, yeah, stay tuned. We will, we, will, yes. we will do that. We will do that soon. Um, so. Beginning of the month, you know what time it is? It's time for a little bit of a show and tell. So many geeky things that we could pull off from the shell. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out. So it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well. Say la vie, say the old folks, it's Geek Web Show Web Town. So Kevin, <laughs> so Kevin, what do you have this month, or do you want me to show off my show and tell first? You can show yours month? first. 
Okay, I've been waiting for this figure for a little while. Finally came in a couple weeks ago. McFarlane Superman. Oh, nice. Yep. I haven't taken it out of the box yet, but it will be going on my shelf eventually very soon. Um, nice. It has a stand. It has a flying... Shit, I don't think there's any picture of it on here, but it does have a flying uh, stand that you can hover on there. Um, and I cannot wait to set it up. I've been keeping it in the box till this shit, till this day, so hopefully this week I can set it up. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I love McFarlane. McFarlane's stuff is really nice. A lot of detail for cheap for cheap compared to like uh, a lot of the other stuff, sideshow and all that. Nice. Uh, mine is also an action figure, which has been residing right here, up to my left. Until we record the podcast, I've been taking it down the last three weeks so you wouldn't see it, because the shit is gangster. <laughs> You've probably seen it on Amazon. I'm sure. Oh man, that's awesome. I haven't seen the that. The Bowser? I haven't Ready seen Ready for that. this, though? Ready for this? Oh my god. It breathes smoke. <laughs> it breathes smoke. This was $30 on Amazon. Fully posable. It's Bowser from, obviously, the Mario movie. And it breathes smoke with the push of a button. That's crazy. It's pretty dope, isn't it? That's awesome. For considering I paid, like I said, thirty bucks for it or whatever it was. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. So, deal. yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I ordered it when it was sold out. It was sold out like immediately, and yeah. I ordered it back in right around the time the Mario movie came out, and I just completely forgot about it. Like it's one of those things where it just I don't check my orders on Amazon, and then all of a sudden it just showed up, and I was like, holy shit forgot nice. i ordered this thing so yeah nice uh so let's get into what we watched this week uh not a lot uh, i've been watching a lot before this week so i decided to take a little bit of a break but did have a holiday so i did watch a couple of fourth of july related things same um i watched uh very first time i watched a lost movie for team america world police never saw it love south park i was love gonna say you've guys. never seen that nope never saw it till this week Ah. Um, all I can say is America, fuck yeah! I, 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 I seriously can't believe you never saw that. Nope, never saw it, and it's a good movie. I mean, I, I love South Park a lot more than this, but um, yeah, it was it's just funny. It's weird. It was great back in the day. Yeah, I haven't weird. watched it in years, so yeah. might not hold up. Uh, it probably doesn't. Um, I mean, it's all old news too. I mean, yeah. Kim Jong. I mean, I saw it when I was like twenty or something yeah. or nineteen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never saw it till this week, so I wanted to mention that. Um, I know that you always do a Jaws rewatch, 4th of July. Yes. I, I did my Hamilton rewatch, 4th of okay. July as well. And this year I threw the Sandlot into the mix. Okay. Because um, I was done with Jaws at like 11.30, so I watched the Sandlot, which is another great 4th of July movie. Um, and I forgot how much I love that movie. It's probably been 15 years since I've seen it. I and haven't seen that in 30 years. I absolutely love it. Yeah, you have it on your voodoo. It wasn't even on Disney. I had to, I had to search voodoo for it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah that movie is so good. So good. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the 90s. Um, good movie, though. Yeah, um, I, I think last time I saw it was when it came out on DVD in like 2001 or whenever it came out on DVD. Yep. I also watched The Patriot. We mentioned uh, John Williams last week. Mm-hmm. The score, he did the score for it. I, I didn't realize how amazing it was until I watched it again. Um, also, that movie is just incredible. If, if for any war, just war movie, but re it's the best revolutionary war adaptation I've ever seen um, done on done on film. I mean, um, Last of the Mohicans, really good too. Um, 
I know there's a scene in Amistad, the the whole slave trade too. That's that's a pretty good time period kind of thing as well. But the Patriot did a very good job of telling the history of the Southern states in the war. Yep. Um, and Mel you don't get a lot of that either. I mean, uh, was wasn't there a Denzel movie? Was that just literally uh, called Civil War? There was like North and South. There was uh, yeah something like that. There was something else. Uh, Denzel. Um, yeah, North and South. I remember. Um, but yeah, Patriot's a great movie. Yeah, the Patriots awesome. Uh, Heath Ledger well acted, mentioned last week. Well performed, yeah. Great um, great score. Jason Isaac, who's in Harry Potter, he's in a whole bunch of shit. Um, he's yep. also the bad guy in that. A dog's yep. fucking barking. But yeah, great movie. Um, I also watched Meteor Man because we talked <laughs> about superhero movies, and Meteor Man is one of the best, weirdest fucking movies ever. However, yes. in the 90s, there weren't too many comic book movies. I remember watching it for the very first time in the 90s and loving it. Hey, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, it's, I watched that too. Um, Robert Townsend, we were talking about him with the bear. That's where it came up. And, uh, the very first black superhero, nobody ever mentions Meteor Man. And then they they did make comic books uh, off of it as well. Um, I'm guessing the, uh, Robert Townsend must've been a huge comic book fan because there's a lot of comic book uh, references, a lot of comic book uh, stuff. And there's big, huge African-American cast as well. I sent you a picture of, um, James Earl Jones dressed in yep. high top fade. It was, it was, it's he's awesome in there. He's, he's dressing like a kid. He has a boombox over his. Yeah, awesome. Um, great movie. If you can hunt it down, it's not on digital. It may be on YouTube, maybe on torrents or whatever, but not anywhere. Um, it may be even on like um, Showtime it's or like, HBO. It's I'm like not sure. it's like Dogma. Can't find yep. that shit. Do- yeah, Dogma. You can't <laughs> find either. Uh, that's that's a whole uh, Weinstein fuck up too. So. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to watch before I get into this shit show? Uh, no. So, Sacred Invasion Episode 3. Very disappointing show. Um, this episode was boring. Very boring. Didn't really go anywhere in the story. And we're halfway now. We're three out of the six episodes have aired. Um, and there hasn't been really too much new information besides... In this episode, he says Super Scrolls. He said the thing. That's it. Um, and there, and we already know where this show is going to go. We already know what's missing from this show. What should have happened with the superheroes being involved in the secret invasion angle? They just took the easy way out with Disney Plus, and I think they fucked up doing that. And I mentioned to you through a text thread, the forced dialogue with Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. There's yep. a reason why Samuel L. Jackson had great dialogue in the '90s it was because it was written by Quentin Tarantino. This is being written by really, really shitty writers. And it just it just makes him sound awkward. His his conversation with Ben Mendelsohn's Talos is just weird. Um, their interactions are weird. I, I don't I, I'm not sure if they don't have chemistry. It's just the writing is just so whack, so out there that it's just not even worth. I'm keeping with it just because I love Marvel and I, I want to see the whole story. And I know this is going to lead up to Armor Wars, which I'm going to talk a little bit about now rather than in the news. Because the show pissed me off so much, I wanted to bring it up now. Armor Wars is basically going to be Iron Man four. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff came out this week about it. Um, Don Cheadle is going to return. They're they're speculating the movie's going to come out about two years from now in twenty twenty five in July of twenty twenty five. Um, it's going to be Justin Hammer coming back from Iron Man two. These are all rumors, by the way. Um, to build a new Legion of Iron Men. With the Stark technology that Damage Control took over when they bought Stark, uh, Avengers Tower and No Way Home. Um, so Don Cheadle, 
maybe Justin Hammer, also working for um, Valentina Allegra Fontaine, who is uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus from Seinfeld and all that. She's in all the Marvel stuff now. But the Stark tech that they're taking, um, Justin Hammer's going to make a Stark Iron Man army um, to better protect the world after Secret Invasion. That's what the whole Secret Invasion lineup is going to pretty much... Aliens are invading. Let's try to avoid that ever happening ever again. Um, Tony, uh, Tony joked to Justin Hammer in Iron Man 2 that it'll take you 20 years to replicate his Iron Man technology. And, well, it's been 20 years since Iron Man 2, almost. Um, so it sounds like uh, this, uh, this is saying that a lot of the classic villains from the Iron Man comic books may show up, as well as maybe bringing back Ultron, which has been rumored for a very long time. Also... This will be the revert and return and uh, the first movie of Riri Williams as Ironheart after her show and after Wakanda Forever. So she'll be a part of this as well. So it's going to be an Iron Man for Iron Man-centric story. And we may see some more Iron Man um, characters. Happy Hogan may come back. I don't think um, Gwen Paltrow is going to come back as Pepper, but who knows. Um, it would be great to see Harvey, Harley, Harvey, whatever his name is, little kid, if he comes back. Um, I didn't know he was the same kid as in those Insidious movies. I've never seen any of yes. those. I had no idea. But he's, I, I know he's all grown. fifth one coming out. <laughs> yep, and I know he's acting yep. in that as well, so that's coming out soon. Um, so yeah, I would love to see him come back as well as being kind of the center of it with Riri. I think that would be a really good team-up kind of story. Uh, but, so we'll see. This is two years out down the road. If the writer strike and the, and the SAG stuff doesn't happen too long, uh, writer's still going on, unfortunately, but... Um, we'll see. Yep. Um, so, what else did I watch this week? Two more things. I started watching Mission Impossible for uh, Ghost Protocol. Haven't finished it yet. Uh, next week, Dead Reckoning comes out part one. Um, getting rave reviews. It's like 97, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes currently at, the t at this time. Yep. Um, yeah, these movies. I was looking at the a chart of the Mission Impossible movies from when I started watching, and the chart of the Rotten Tomatoes scores just keeps going up like a graph. It looks. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch these. I movies, just watched. So. Uh, I just rewatched uh, the Henry Cavill one last night. Actually. Yep. That's what um, I'm looking have you, forward to that. Have you seen that one? No, I, I haven't watched oh, okay. anything. Yeah, this is a brand new okay. watch for me. So yeah. Okay. Then I won't say anything until you get to it. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to get to the movies next weekend. I got uh, cool. some people around, but uh, we'll get to. Uh, I'll give you another week or two to watch. It's going to be in the theaters for a yeah. month anyways, at least two months. So I'll give you time to catch up, and then we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, there's no rush to that. I mean, we'll, we'll get yeah. to it. There's no huge It's not like The Flash words. Yeah. It's not like The Flash where we're going to be out of the theaters in three weeks. <laughs> yep, and I think it's one of those things. Tom Cruise wants the movie to stay in the theater. It's kind of like Top Gun. Top Gun was in the theater for a while. Top Gun was literally May through August. Yep, it didn't come out. It didn't come out of the theater. So this may be the same thing. Um, I, I uh, and I know the week at, is it the week after that uh, Barbie's going against Oppenheimer. Twenty first, yeah. Yep. So, so we're gonna have after. some busy weeks. Yeah. Yep. We'll see if we get to that. I, I'd like <coughs> to see Oppenheimer, like you said, maybe an IMAX. We'll have to wait yeah. and talk about it. Yep. The other thing I finished last weekend, I told you I was going to, was the Bear, episode six through ten. Uh, we talked about episode six a little bit last week, the beginning of it, and, the, and it was just so much fucking tension. Um, that whole entire episode was a it just it's kind of like the kitchen scene, but it was in a it was in yep. a Christmas House. dinner episode. Yep. It was all it was, just, and then the episode ends with Jamie Lee Curtis's character, the mother, crashing through the house in a car. Yes. 
Oh, what did you think of the whole entire season? Because episode 10 was another one of those tension moments. The tension is just ridiculous and in the show. You feel every moment of it. The um, ending just shows punches that. you in the gut. Like yeah. the ending, when you, when he listens back to the, the voicemail he didn't listen to yet. Um, yeah, that was... That really hits you in the gut. And um, the whole season, I'm like, I wonder where they're going to leave us for, you know, for a hook to get into the next year. Because, of course, at the end of the first one, it was the money. And they can revamp the restaurant. And now it's him trying to basically fix the personal relationships plus actually open the restaurant. Because it's not even open yet. It was just a friends and family thing. The whole episodes leading up to that was him forgetting to contact the guy about the fridge. Mm. Anyways. Um, And because it hasn't been through an inspection and all that stuff yet. So the restaurant technically can't open. It was just a friends and family night. It's the only reason why they could serve people. Um... But yeah, that this I love this season of The Bear. Uh, it remains one of my probably my favorite show on television. Um, that comes out yearly, anyways. Yeah. Um, it's like this and House of the Dragon um, are my two favorites right now. But uh, yeah, I love this season. And uh, you like it also now that you're done? Uh, I like the first season a little bit better. But yeah, I, the first I, season that... slightly better. Yeah. Um, the episodes were also shorter, and there was less fat. Yeah. On the episodes, yeah, a lot of a lot of lot of there's a lot of long episodes. That one and hour episode was pretty long. This one, this one focuses more on the individuals. Where the first season was mostly on Carmi, and the best episode they ever did was the shortest episode of the whole entire series so yep. far. That and well, the, I think the Christmas episode might be up there with it. Like that'll probably win yeah. awards. Um, that episode is just from the acting, the writing, everything about that episode was fantastic. And the amount of guest stars that they, that he got that they got along, and they're all fans of the show that wanted to join. Yeah. I know uh, Will Poulter, we mentioned. I know Jamie Lee Curtis said she wants to be the mother of this family mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, great show. Can't wait to see where this show continues to go. I can't wait to see where, what's his name, Jeremy Allen White or whatever? White, yep. yep. I can't wait to see where his career grows, especially with the Iron Claw coming out. With oh. the, uh, it, it's just, it's just, yeah. Sounds and looks amazing, so I can't wait to see a trailer and I wait to see that movie. So, been teasing this for um, a little. Oh, yeah, hold on, real quick. I'm sending you a picture when you brought up the world class movie when they were uh, trying to make new stars. <laughs> this is a guy they brought up. Uh, oh shit! In 1987, you can find it on the network. I think it's December 12th of 87. Terry Hayes, who looks like a Wish.com version of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> At the end of WCCW's life. Holy shit. <laughs> I just wanted to send you that. I meant to send it to you last night, but uh, you weren't awake, so I waited. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that movie's going to be fucking unbelievable. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I can't wait. The, ca- the cast, and they all look like the characters as well. The story is nuts, yeah. Like I said, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Von Erichs. If you can hunt that mm-hmm. down, go ahead and watch that first for a little primer. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah, it could be. Um, been mentioning it for a few weeks that I wanted to play a game. So, let's play a game. More like a ranking list, but we'll see. So I've been mentioning that it's about movie songs. Um, When you think of a movie and you're watching or you're thinking movies in general... What are popular songs done by popular artists that you think of in a movie? For example, the very first song I played in the show, Ghetto Boys, 
Damn, it feels yep, good to be a gangster. Space. Office space, obviously. So songs like that that make you think, okay, this song is iconic. Makes you think of the movie. I have a list of 15. It came out of a Reddit thread that, so this isn't done by some article, some stupid magazine that decided to do a controversial list. This is fans coming up with a list of 15 songs, popular songs that make you think of the movie. Mainstream songs. Do you have any in your top of your mind that you can think of? Huey Lewis, Power of Love. Number two. Huey Lewis, Power of Love. Obviously, I was going to go there with my first guess. Yep. I mean, Back to the Future. What else, what else can you say? Artists. What else can you say? Got any other ones? I don't know a lot of like, especially like '80s movies artists. Um, I always think of the song. I always think of like when I hear the heat is on. I always think of Beverly Hills Cop, obviously. No, no not um, on the list, but great, but, great idea. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Every time I hear Eminem, I think of the forced Suicide Squad scene. No. Um, no, nothing like that. We're talking big <laughs> movies. I'll give you. I'll give you number fifteen. Um, soundtrack done by Simon and Garfunkel. Um, so, Sound of Silence from The Graduate. So, type movies, type of movies like that. Oh, uh, Prince, Batman. Would no. that be on the list? No, no, that's not on the list. However, I'm going to go down the list. Um, think of a movie around the 2000s era. Um, it's about a band on the road being followed by a reporter. Very famous song from Is the that Almost Famous? Almost Famous. Do you remember the song? I've never seen Almost Famous. You've but never know seen now. Almost Famous. It's a great That's movie. You should watch it. On our list of uh, forgotten movies. Uh, one of the one of my favorite scenes of any movie, and, and this has to do with music. Um, they're on a bus, and they're kind of they're kind of a, they're kind of having a little bit of a band riff, but they're but they're a band, so they have they have their family moments, and they start singing on the bus. Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Oh, so Very iconic scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in a movie. Um, it brought the it brought the uh, popularity of this song up again when it came out in like 2000 and 1999 something like that. I love this song. I love Elton John. Number thirteen from uh, Days and Confused, Aerosmith's Sweet Emotion. So I was going to uh, I was going to say Aerosmith with uh, Armageddon, also Celine Dion with Titanic. I think I think no, you just said that. We'll get into the Aerosmith thing first. I think the Aerosmith um, song that you just mentioned. I don't want to close our eyes. Miss a thing. I think that should have been on this list rather yep. than Sweet Emotion. Number eight, Celine Dion. Titanic. My heart will go on. Of course, uh, huge song in 1997. And one of the most popular movies of all time. Yep. Uh, so obviously that combination. God, I had to fucking drive to uh, Colorado for my sister's graduation the year this song came out, and my mother would play this fucking cassette tape <laughs> oh, fuck. the entire way. I had my fucking I had my Walkman that died of batteries about halfway through. Uh, so for about solid like six to eight hours, I had to listen to Celine Dion until Holy I was shit. able to secure some more batteries. Holy shit. It was not ideal. 
song was everywhere. The movie was everywhere. It was like number one for half a year or something like that, mm. or quarter of the year. Yeah, it was I ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, number 12, huge movie, comedy movie, came out in 1991, 92. Uh, two SNL alums um, as the main stars of this movie. They're sitting in a little mini car singing this song with their two friends that are in a band together with them. Uh, brought popularity back to this song from this band. Lead singer just died a couple of years, maybe a year around this time, um, out of AIDS. Queen. Oh, it's a uh, fucking Wayne's World. Damien Rhapsody, of course. Very iconic movie scene. Makes you think of the movie every time you hear the song now. So you mentioned Batman. Big, huge movie in the 90s, 1995. Uh, Batman was 89, bro. Oh, no. are you talking about Batman Forever? Yep. That when it snows, yeah, Seal. Seal, yeah. Kiss from a Rose. I used to love this song. So did I. I used to love it, too. Mainly um, because it was in Batman. Yep, yep. Um, number 10, I'm not going to play it because I can't stand his voice. Rascal Flatts, Life is a Highway remake uh, from the Cars movie. Um, Madagascar, which I've never seen any of the Madagascar movies. Um, real to real. That I surprises like me because I feel like you would watch the Madagascar movies. Well, I like I like some of those like DreamWorks movies. I like Sh- I love the Shrek movies. Um, didn't get into that. Didn't get into Ice Age either. Um, uh, I did just because my uh, cousin was young at the time, so it was like the age thing. I watched Ice Age a bunch with her. Yeah, but number nine, I like to move it, move it. Number eight, Celine Dion. Number seven, mentioned Shrek. Huge song at the time. Um, do you remember the song that came out um, right around the time of Shrek? It was huge because you didn't watch Shrek, but you know the song. Uh, Smash Mouth. It's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody yep. told me the And that's about all I can take of that <laughs> song. Um, number six. This is one of your favorite movies, Kevin. One of my favorite movies. Now, if not, if future. not, if not your favorite movie. In fact, there may be something on your shelf uh, depicting this movie, said movie, with a bar of soap. Are you going with the Pixies? I am going with the Pixies. No shit. That yeah, made number, the list? Number six, yep. No shit. Because when you said one of my favorite movies, I was like, there's no way it's the Pixies. This? No, I love this. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, like when you said it was one of my favorite movies, I just instantly yep. went to Fight Club. Well, actually, I went to Die Hard first. Yeah. And I was like, there's well, no songs Chris- on that. That's all so, uh, so, so then I went to Fight Club and I was like, there's no way it's the Pixies. So now, That's so now we're getting in, we're getting into the top five. You've already guessed number two, Huey Lewis. Um, this next one is a very very iconic movie from the eighties, a fighting boxing movie. Well, um, obviously, it's Eye of the Tiger. Come on, Kevin. You know, you you know that you know it by now. Dun. Dun, dun, dun. Eye of the Tiger, of course. Another 80s movie. Um, it's a dramedy, a drama. Um, it's about a camp counselor or a school. Not, it's not a camp counselor. He's a dance teacher at this summer. I don't know, what the hell is it? Dirty Dancing. Do you know the movie? You know the song? <sighs> Probably when you play it. Now. Uh- Oh yeah, of course. 
My sister saw Huey Should in the 80s. I remember watching it then. I watched it recently. Good movie. Patrick Swayze. Fun fact, just found out Ray had sisters. I have I have a half-sister. And you know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How much older is she than you? She is 10 years older than me. That's Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. I knew she was much older. Cool. So number three, a movie that you got me into right around maybe... 20 years ago um, a Quentin Tarantino movie um, this is not um, this is not the uh, the one from Pulp Fiction this is another one another movie um, very famous got famous from this movie as well um, a little movie called Reservoir Dogs yep great song And you are now on to number one. Huey Lewis is number two, Back to the Future, Power of Love. Number one... Is it Ghostbusters theme? I think Ghostbusters is the missing link of this whole entire list. It wasn't even in the top 15, but it's also a theme song, so I'm not sure if if that would be considered. This is a mainstream artist, came out in the 80s. Um, recently very popular in the last in the last year um, but it was very popular in the 80s as well and this is a huge song huge movie franchise now um, sequel just came out a year ago huge movie we've already brought it up today at one point number one. So, I said number one. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. Anything you can think of that is not hasn't been that hasn't been listed, like you said, Ghostbusters. The no, Aerosmith we pretty much song. hit them all. Yep. And yeah, this, the Aerosmith shot should replace the other Aerosmith song. Yep. Um, I like lists like this. I hate the ones that are done by. By by news by newspapers or magazines because they always do controversial lists just to make a click article. Well, click it's clickbait nowadays with the yeah. internet. But I wanted to bring up one more thing before we get to the news. There's this list going around. Around I think it's on MovieWeb.com. Top twenty five of the funniest movies ever made. I have the top ten here. I'm not going to get into the whole list, but I want to just go over it. I'm not going to make you guess what these are. Some of these I've never even heard of, never even watched. Some of them I don't even know why they would be in the top ten, especially number one. The reason I want to bring this list up is because before the end of the summer, I want to come up with our own list of the funniest movies ever made. This list, number ten, His Girl Friday, came out in 1940. This is number ten. Never heard of it. Don't even know who's in it. So Where is the film Saw on this list? Is not on this list anywhere, Kevin. This is twenty-five funniest movies. That may be, that may be off the kilter of what this list you, represents. You, you don't think it's comical? No. Oh, okay. Have you ever, have you ever watched uh, Doctor Strange Love? I have Peter not. Uh, it's supposed to be a classic movie. It's in the top of yeah. a lot of people's movie lists. Uh, Nineteen sixty-four. Peter Sellers. Never seen it. Number nine. Number eight, which I have a lot of problems with, and I think it should be higher on the list, Super Bad, 2007. This is one of the only modern movies on the list. 
Interesting. Um, no knocked up. No knocked up. No. I feel like my list would pretty much be. Virgin. I feel like my list would Jonathan be pretty Zell. much those guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, and like do, a few Kevin Smith movies, but yeah. Uh, number seven, Anchorman. Another another one from the last twenty years. And that's that's it. Everything else is prior to that. Uh, number six, Young Frankenstein. Great movie. Not even the best. Good. Not even the best. Mel uh, Mel Brooks movie. No, but it's a good movie. It's definitely good, and um, yeah, I wouldn't think of that as if I were to think of like if Blazing I had to put a Mel Brooks movie on. Yeah, I wouldn't think of that to put a. I would even put, and I'm not even a huge fan of it, but the Star Wars one he did. Yeah, Spaceballs. Um, yeah, I know, me too. I know you're a huge fan of it, but I saw it much later in life. Yeah. Um, I would even put that above it as far as comedy goes. Number five, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We mentioned, it, I think, last week. Um, it's one of those movies, a generation before us, but it's popular. Yep. A lot of people like it. Um, I like Life of Brian a little bit more just because of the song. But um, number four, I'm not sure about comedy, but number four, The Princess Bride. I mean, it's funny. It has funny moments. It's a it's a drama comedy love story. There's some funny parts of it. But number four, yeah. the funniest movies ever made. I mean, come on. Is now. is Stripes on this list? Stripes or any of those Eddie Murphy? I mean, uh, um, any of those movies from uh, Bill Murray? There, uh, uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Those? Groundhog Day is number one, Kevin. Okay, that makes me feel really, a little better. I feel, really like this, I feel like this. I feel like it should have been. Do you think I, Groundhog Day is the funniest movie ever made? No, I. But thinking of this list and the type of uh, websites that do these lists, I figured it would be on the list. Wouldn't yeah. be on my list. Um, movies are subjective, especially comedy. Um, but yeah, I I love the movie, but I wouldn't put it on my top twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, number three, we mentioned it earlier. Dazed and Confused. I'm not sure about comedy. I mean, it's comedy. It's it's a dramedy. Um, funny moments, but I don't, it was not the third That's, funniest uh, movie of all Richard time. Richard Linklater, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Some like it hot. Nineteen fifty nine. Where they dress in uh, dress as woman. Um, Jack Lemmon and uh, I can't remember who else. Oh, was in the original Jimmy Olsen. Uh, sure. Um, and number one, Jimmy Olsen. I don't think so. And number one, Groundhog Day, nineteen ninety three. You already mentioned that. So that list, I, I I hated that list when I first read it. So what we're going to do is by the end of the summer, um, we are going to come up with our list. A Geek Blurb official list of the funniest movies ever made. And Kevin already kind of mentioned that there probably a lot of them are going to be Judd Apatow movies. Um, by the way, Ghostbusters, number 23 on the list. Something About Mary, number 24. Friday, number 22. A lot of these movies are in my top 10 or top 15. Office Space, number 20. The Hangover, number 19. The first Hangover movie is great. South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. So... Yeah, Hot Fuzz, which I mentioned before. I love that movie, number 16. Bridesmaids, 21, 22, Jump Street. Those would be in there as well. Um, Big Lebowski was number 13. Blazing Saddles, we mentioned, was number 12. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with our own list by the end of the summer. So keep that in mind. And just to put a pin in this, Jack Larson was the original Jimmy Olsen. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Not Lemon, Larson. Okay. So, so we will yeah, do that. Um, yeah. We will do that soon. And It'll be tough. We'll yeah, to, we should get input from everyone. Everyone yeah. make like a list of like 30, and we'll just rank it after Narrow that. It we down. can do it by number system, yeah. Yep. So, that being said, let's get into the news. It's not a news segment. Well, the trailer roundup. 
only really big trailer that came out this week was the Bob Marley trailer, One Love. Um, it's the guy who played, who's in, um, who's in Secret Invasion right now. He's going to be in the Barbie movie as well. I can't remember his name, but, uh, I think he was in one of those Netflix, uh, um, royal shows or one of those, I don't know what the fuck they are, but, um, it's a biopic on Bob Marley. Um, he looks weird, but Bob, uh, Bob Marley's story is a very unique story, um, of how he, he tried to become an artist in a very, uh, very uh, warlike Jamaica at the time. Um, I think the trailer depicted that fairly well. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to talk about his death. I know he had cancer. I believe he had um, skin cancer on his foot and he refused to go to the doctor. So he could have been, it could have been prevented at his death and uh, he refused to go. Um, and that's how he passed away. Um, very early in his life, very, very, very early in early in his career, and I think his career would have been a lot bigger than it was. Um, I love Bob Marley music, so um, not the comedian up here. Was he? Uh, did you mention was he part of the Twenty Seven Club? I'm not sure if he was, but it does sound familiar. Maybe he was. Um, I'm not sure. Um, very young, though. I know that, and he had a lot of kids too. So, um, and of course, uh, if you know Bob Marley, chances are you're a Part partaker in uh, marijuana, so or acid. Yeah, his or son's acid. pretty good. His son's pretty good. Ziggy, is that yeah, son Ziggy Marley? Ziggy yeah, he's not bad. Damien Bong. Damien, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, wanted to mention this before we get into the news. Um, we didn't mention it last week when Warner Brothers announced the Superman news, but what a sleight of hand that they did when they released the Superman news when Flash failed at the movie, hit the box office. Yeah. What a, what a, what a, what a plan, what a plan thing that they did. A strategical nightmare that Flash was to just bring it out of the headlines and say, oh yeah, by the way, we have a new Superman and a new Lois Lane. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was funny. Wanted to bring it up before we get into the news. Uh, speaking of movies, Indiana Jones uh, did a $24 million opening day last weekend. Um, and, be and because of that, it didn't do a $60 million debut. However, with a $295 million marketing budget before marketing, this is considered a failure. Um, I just want to know failing. who okays a $300 million budget for an Indiana Jones movie. It did look good. They could have, they could have taken the cameras and everything that they used in the 1980s and made it with that and yeah. cut like... 200 million off the budget um whoever approved a 300 million dollar indiana jones budget kathleen kennedy should be fired kathleen kennedy and they should bring on somebody else to uh help lucasfilm maybe that isn't kathleen kennedy yeah it's 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 a very weird time in the box office just be, just not even not even this movie but i mean the flash yeah even guardians didn't open up what it should have it was huge for the first couple of weeks but just the box office is in shambles right now because of, because yep. of COVID. Because everybody wants to watch stuff at home. Even I do. I was getting, I got pissed off. Uh, what's the movie coming out next week or the week after? There's a big well. Guardians came out next today week on is digital. mission. Next uh, week's the, the, mission. The, there's one coming out digitally that I, that we saw a couple weeks ago. I was like, fuck! If I just waited, I could have watched it at it's home. Flash. The Flash. Yeah, that's what it was. And I was like, there's yeah, no way we're gonna wait on the Flash. <laughs> I know because of all the cameos and shit. But um, it's just it just pisses you off because you we pay twenty one ninety nine a month for our unlimited, and the shit's coming out two weeks later at home. 
It's just it's just it's just a pain in the ass how how the movie movie plans are now for the for the direct to digital type of deal that they do. Um, it's just it's just yeah, it's, weird. it's forty five days, so they're pretty much releasing on the forty sixth day. And it's not even forty five days anymore. The the time is the, if the movie fails in the box office, it's coming out even sooner. And it could be two or three weeks later, De- depending um, on the company. That's what happened with yeah, Megan. Are, uh, with Megan, it happened because of the company that it was released on. Yeah. Um, they didn't make even though it made really good money, uh, they were able to release it and still have it in theaters. At the yeah, same Warner time. Warner Brothers has the forty five day. Yeah, what do you, I know, Warner I know they do that. Days. Yeah, <coughs> Disney, Disney. I don't think Disney does because Guardians came out. Well, maybe that was a month and a half. Well, this, well Guardians also made money. Yeah, Guardians did so. make money. Uh, the longest, the longest movie that from box office to movie f- to home viewing was Top Gun this year. I mean, yeah, it, it was in the box office for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um. Writer strike uh, still going on. SAG after and the studios extend their talks to July twelfth, so next week another five days from the recording time here. Um, yeah, we're at the we're at the cusp of everything shutting down if something doesn't happen soon. <clears throat> if the if the Screen Actors Guild strikes with the two the, with the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild going down, there will be a deal in place by the end of July. Because there's no way Hollywood can shut down for that long and survive, um, and we're already—I don't know how long it's been—at least two or three months so far, maybe two months. Um, and we, we kind of mentioned that maybe by the end of summer we were hoping something would be done with the writer strike, but now we're getting to SAG-AFTRA. I still think it's going to be at least Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, maybe. For what I thought to begin with, I just think it's going to go through Labor Day. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping some uh, some. Some deals come out through that soon. Yes. Um, South Park creators uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker have bought the uh, Castle Bonita in Denver. Uh, they did a whole episode about it, so they bought it. Um, and they're reopening it very soon. And instead of uh, offering tipping for their for their customers to do for their waitresses and their staff, um, they're starting their hourly wages at $30. Um, and, and there's not going to be any tipping involved. Um, they're eliminating it completely from the restaurant um, mm. uh, plan. Uh, as a restaurant worker, what are your thoughts on that? Um, that's an expensive area of Colorado, from what I've been told. That's what I heard too. Because um, I'm on a bunch of like Facebook pages about the industry, and they've all been talking about it. Um, that's a good wage in most places, but if you're in an expensive area, such mm-hmm. as Lakewood, Colorado, or York, Maine, uh, that's a pay cut. Yeah. I would think. I don't know how much their food is at their restaurant, but like some of the wait staff that work a double walkout with five hundred dollars at our, at my restaurant in a day from like eleven yeah. to they'll usually be leaving by seven seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's probably a pay cut for most, um, but also you also have the security of getting of ensuring you make thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, because yeah. there are days also where you might. Completely Especially dead. here, where people are on the beach, um, completely dead. Um, during the spring, it's not that busy. Um, I don't know. I mean, it all depends on how much they were probably making beforehand, right. if it's a big deal or not. I don't know how much, because I doubt that Mexican food is nearly as expensive as right. oceanfront seating at Fox's Lobster House right. in right, York, right, Maine. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, everything, our everything I hear, are forty to fifty bucks. So. Everything I hear about this place, they have like they have like 
cliff divers in the middle of the yeah, it's, the it's just like the show. It's the just episode. like the episode. Yep, it's crazy. Um, and they bought it. They're they're they they opened it. They're reopening it very soon. They remodeled the whole entire thing. Put up, I think it was like thirty million dollars or twenty million dollars. I saw into the budget of building this place up. Um, so they're making it kind of like a South Park mecca for people to go and see. In the I, middle of I like the idea. I think it would be cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely go if I ever end up in Colorado again. As I listen to Celine Dion for the entire four day ride. Holy fuck, that, that must have been, <laughs> been god awful. Um, not ideal. A lot of Twitter news this week. Twitter, uh, Elon Musk announced that a temporary limit on the amount of posts that Twitter users can read. Unverified accounts can only get 600 posts per day that they can. Re- Sorry, that they can read. Um. And the internet's going crazy with Elon and the way he's treating Twitter. Even I hate Twitter. I, I, I never used it anyway. But now it's just pointless. So this week, Facebook decided to, and Meta, the makers of uh, Instagram, Facebook, and all that, decided to do their own version of Twitter called Threads. And it came out a couple days ago. Already had 10 million people the first day. I think it's up to 30 million. It may even be more now. No, I think it's um, the first. It's... Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, like, the fastest to ever reach 1 million or 10 million or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it did it in, like, an hour and a half or something. And it's basically because the integration going from it, because you, you basically it's connected to your Instagram account, so all you do is yeah. just click a button and you're already signed up. There's no, yeah, there's all no you do signing is just, up. Yeah. You click an import button and it does everything for you. Yeah, so very easy to do, very easy to sign up, um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's Twitter. It's, Less animated yeah, it's, so it's, like there's it's gonna be less trolling and sh- stuff like that on it. Yeah. Um, I've been using it pretty much all day. It's not bad. Um, it, it, I actually know people that are on it. Like on Twitter, I don't really know anyone that follows me or that I follow for the most part. Yeah. Outside of like you, and you don't post obviously, and no. I rarely post. So yeah. I, I always like the visual, the visual aspect of social media. So I, I like Instagram better anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, wanted to mention this as well for a nice uh, shelf objects, maybe to put mm. on your shelf. Um, pop figures, Funko. We're coming out with two crow um, from the movie, the crow, two crow figures um, with uh, Eric Draymond. Dra- what's his name? Draymond. Draymond. Draven. Draven. Um, we're gonna be two figures. One, him, one of him coming out of the fire with a guitar and a crow on his shoulder, and the other one with him doing the uh, stance that he does with his hands out and, and the very iconic yep. scene where Sting ripped off in 1996. So yep. 97. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing those on Kevin's shelf or my shelf. Um, listen to Kevin Smith podcast. I think Wednesday or Tuesday uh, came out talking about he was offered a Stanley biopic. Um, I don't know if you heard that or not. He was offered no. a couple of them. Uh, he turned them down. Um, he said it was too close to home, which I think he would be great. He he doesn't give himself enough credit. He always says he no. would be a good director for movies, for comic book movies. I think he would be the best director for comic book movies because he's a fan like us, and he knows what would look good and what would be great in a comic As long movie. as I wouldn't really necessarily i'd want him to have input on the script but i wouldn't want him to write the entire thing himself no that's where no dialogue yeah Yeah. um i think he should he should touch up the script but not write it i think somebody else should write it and he can do uh touch up some of the dialogue because he is an excellent writer of dialogue but he can't have some of his type of humor that type of stuff he's very verbose Um, on his dialogue though yes so that to be he'd have to be rung in a little bit but yeah. yeah 100 percent um but yeah, I mean, he was talking about that on. Uh, I was listening to the Fat Man Beyond, uh, where he was talking about Dial Destiny, and he was yes. like, 
and he talked about how it's not um it's a better movie than he could it's a better indiana jones movie than he could have made but after listening to his background with indiana jones and how close his father was to it i think he could have done a fine indiana jones movie like yes. you say he doesn't give himself enough credit and of course part of that is his gimmick yes. because his movies aren't necessarily critical darlings yes. anymore um so but yeah i would love to see him take on a stanley biopic as a director and co-writer I would love him just to take over a comic book franchise and like kind of like James Gunn, just do something obscure right. and just do it. And I think with DC and James Gunn, I think he would have an opportunity to do it. But I just don't think he would sign up for it. Wasn't, sucks. wasn't the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie based on part of his run with Daredevil? Yes. Yeah. And, it was, think, and, it, and yeah. he was in it. He was in it as well. And Ben, ben yes. was in it. So it was all, yep. it was all connected. That was when they were still best friends. Yep. Yep. And now they are again. Um, yep. Barbie, movie coming out in a couple weeks. I don't know what to think about this movie because you think about it on one hand, it's just a fucking Barbie movie. Who the fuck cares about Barbie, especially 40-year-old guys from York, Maine, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Summersworth, New Hampshire. This movie's going to do very well, though. It's going to be huge, but it's not going to be the type of audience that that we would expect for for kids to see. It's going to be adults that are going to see it. I think it's PG-13. Um, but they're going yeah. to be doing a universe based off of Barbie. That's what they're planning on doing. Greta Gerwig, um, she is doing this whole entire Barbie cinematic universe. They're planning up to 45 movies in this based off of different toys in the, uh, it's not Hasbro, it's Mattel, um, based in that whole Mattel line. Um, what else could they do? I'm trying to think not- of what else Mattel does. I don't know either. Um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll look into that and talk about it next week, but okay. Yeah, Barbie is just the beginning, is what they're saying. So we'll have to wait and stay tuned for that. Uh, speaking of Greta Gerwig, um, she's set to write and direct a movie based off the Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia series um, for Netflix. She's going to be directing the very first one. Um, I remember in elementary school, I liked the um, Chronicles of Narnia. I think they did the BBC version in school. We watched that, plus the books. We had to read the books, which I never read. Um and then Disney bought the rights to it, did it in the early, you know, middle 2000, 2005. They came out with Lion, Witch, of the Wardrobe. Great movie. Very biblical-based. Um, C.S. Lewis that did that did those books. Um, Aslan, the, uh, the lion, is Jesus Christ. He gets killed and turned into a god at the end. Um, so, yeah. I uh, Will Poulter, by the way, in the third movie. He's a little kid in the third movie. Um, if you see that picture, that's him in the right, right uh, side. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to see how, where that goes for Netflix. So we'll see. Um, so that's This is the movie, uh, Super Mario movie. Super Mario Brothers is coming to Peacock on August 3rd. Uh, great movie for anyone who hasn't bought it, who hasn't seen it in the theater. Definitely look forward to that because it is a great movie. You should be seeing it. It's on August 3rd on Peacock. Um, DC Studios is not going to Comic-Con. So this year's Comic-Con is pretty much dead. Um, there was talks that James Gunn may be attending, and he's not attending Comic-Con this year. Um, Could sucks. you imagine if this is the year where we're finally like, all right, going to Comic-Con, and then you find oh. out nobody's attending? That would be the, that would be the disappointment <laughs> of the ages. Um, yeah, because we we've always on, talked about how we'd love to go. but We should plan on going next year, because I have a feeling, hopefully, knock on wood, that It'll be a a return to form because of this year they had the writers. I'm thinking fucking it up. Yeah, I'm thinking next year we're also going to see like first 
maybe first uh, footage of Superman Legacy or something like that too. Yep, and a lot a lot of Marvel stuff that has been delayed. They're gonna probably well, they also have D twenty three with the Marvel stuff, so that's a little bit different. Yep. But um, I saw this news today. I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Spider Man Noir, of course, famous for the Spider Verse movies. Um, Nicholas Cage played him in the movie. Um, they're doing a spin-off version of that, uh, live action on Amazon, I believe. Well, in the comic books, it's still going on. They have Spider-Man Noir, and they have a Spider-Man Noir Venom version of Noir. Um, it's going to be a priest turned into the Venom with a Venom symbiote. Um, he has a kind of like a top hat, a priest outfit, and he has a Venom symbiote, and he has a, and the tendrils and everything. Um... Yeah, it looks cool. I, I love Venom, so I, I wanted to mention that. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Uh, they they are going after him. They are, bringing, they are bringing a lot of stuff up to the forefront now that he's got the microscope up to his career, up to his life. Um, there was an article that came out um, talking about years and years of reported decades of abuse and tox, tox, toxicity. Um, Rolling Stone article spoke to two dozen sources about his recent domestic abuse uh, assault charges, who claimed the actor had a history of this abusive behavior all along and just was swept under the rug. His lawyer is blaming the allegations on method acting. Where okay, so <laughs> where so what you're saying is, my client is in the movie Creed three. So instead of going to the gym and using a punching bag, he just used his girlfriend at the time. Exactly. Like hung her up like Rocky and Rocky one on the meat racks. It just do went you, to town. Do you think? Do you think he's done in Hollywood? Even if he comes out of this unscathed, like court-wise, he comes well, out free and he's he's not charged with anything and doesn't go to jail, doesn't get doesn't get a misdemeanor or anything like that. Do you think his career can be saved, or is he done? Um, as in, yeah, he's probably done. Um. Yeah. It's hard he would have been a hell. He would have been a hell of a Jonathan Stewart. Um, yeah, but uh, he he's you can come out of it if you're not abusing others. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was abusing his own body. Yeah, uh, that he wasn't abusing others. Uh, nobody else was really um, outside of his family feeling the effects of what he did and when he was a jackass. Um, I don't think you can hit women in 2023. Um, yeah. Going back a decade. And come out of it, um, even if nothing comes out. Like, Army Hammer, I don't think anything happened with him, but he's pretty much never going to work in Hollywood again. Yeah. Um, oh. He's not going to jail or anything, but um, that dude drinks blood. Um, yeah. So I don't think Jonathan Majors, especially with how hard it is to become an A-list African-American in Hollywood, yes. um, he could still easily have a career elsewhere. Uh, it won't be for Disney, broad, I can tell you that. Yeah, Broadway, something like that. Um, but I think as far as Hollywood is concerned, he's probably done. Um, yeah. Which sucks, because he's fantastic. Yeah, great, great fucking actor. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, shit, we talked about him a lot in this last year. I was um, really looking forward to what he was going to do with Michael B. Jordan going forward in Creed, because they're... As soon as they were done with Creed three filming, they were talking about how they were gonna. He was gonna be. He was gonna have his own spinoff when they were building out the Creed universe and stuff like that, um, which sucks. But um, newsflash: you can't hit women. Nope. 
Uh, unless you're Chris Brown, obviously. I mean, Chris, Chris Brown beat up Rihanna Brown in his career. Did, but that's different because it's music. It's music. So you're, it's the fans make up their minds. It's not like it, the fans make up their minds in music. They can choose to listen to R. Kelly, same thing. Um, and then he actually oh. did go away for quite a long time. But uh, probably yeah. for the rest of his probably for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he's gonna be poor when he comes out of there. R. Kelly, what a fucking career that guy had, and he fucked it all up just by being weird and having underage girls and pissing on them and all that. God, what a fucking loser. R. Kelly. So, finally in news, couple of casting, couple of Marvel news I wanted to bring up. Uh, Deadpool 3 announced today by Hollywood Reporter, so it's gotta be true because she probably released it to the press. Jennifer Garner is returning as Elektra in the Deadpool. Deadpool 3. Um, we already mentioned that Ben Affleck was met, was seen on set. Rumors have been being seen on set as Daredevil. So this is her coming back as Elektra. Um, yeah, I, I know this is going to be a uh, movie about killing the Marvel, uh, killing the Fox Marvel universe. Um, I'm really hoping that's the case. Because also the rumor is Channing Tatum was reportedly filming scenes as Gambit. For Deadpool yep. 3, which would be great to see. I'm excited for that, because I told you probably a year, year and a half ago on the pod about he he did his little Gambit voice for like just a few words on an interview or something, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing it and seeing him as Gambit, because yep. um, I do think he's a pretty good actor. Yep. Uh, he was terrible. He used to be terrible, but now he's actually pretty good. Yep. Um, and Benedict Cumberbatch also confirmed that he's going to suit up as Doctor Strange in the next year to, sh to shoot new scenes for a Marvel movie. Didn't mention what movie, didn't mention where he's so, going to be coming up. Do you think it's Deadpool? Uh, I don't think it's Deadpool. I think it's, he's just talking about the Avengers. I think the Avengers movie is, in, is going to be filmed fairly soon if it's coming out in 2026. So I think he's probably going to be a part of that. Um, I know he has a solo movie that is in the works um, unofficially. Um, if you saw Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, you know the after credit scene set up some sort of a sequel of, of incursions happening and him having to go in to repair them with uh, Charlize Theron. So we'll see. And finally, in news, um, it was reported that Robert Downey Jr. was on set of Captain America: Brave and Bold. Um, not necessarily coming back as Tony Stark. He's doing a reality show about um, about um, muscle cars. I think it's on. Yep. HBO or Matt or one of those. I'm not sure where where it's at, but um, surprised it's not so, on Disney. Supposedly it has to, it has to do with something like that. But he did go on the set while they were filming. Um, he was he was there with all the actors, and uh, he wasn't dressed as Tony Stark or anything. He's bald now, by the way. He shaved his head. So um, you do that for Oppenheimer, right? For Oppenheimer, yep. Yep. So Robert Downey, I'd love to see him back, but it's just it's just speculation that everybody wants him back, but do not believe any. Uh, any post that you see online about him coming back for Captain America, because it's probably not true. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. That is it for our show this week. We will be back next week to talk all about the brand new geek news of the week and watch a whole bunch of new shit. So, stay tuned, and we will talk to everybody next week. Peace. Later.